Yo, 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 I hope you're enjoying your ride. It's time for the Drive for Five podcast. Let's go. Yo, 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 your boy, Coach Chris. This your boy, Coach Miles. This is the Drive for Five podcast, man. We are back with a very, very special episode, man. This is uh, uh, one one that's near and dear to our heart, man. We got our first our first guest. Um, um, man, amazing accomplishments throughout his life, man. 2021, MEAC Hall of Famer. Um, shit, man, we can go on to the records he set at Bethune Cookman in college. Uh, uh, host a career record right now for rushing touchdowns for Bethune Cookman, 39 touchdowns. Is that, is that correct? Something like that. Yeah, man. It, it's an amazing, amazing friend near to our heart, man. The mentor in some cases, man, to us as growing up, man, in this coaching <laughs> industry, man. We got the illustrious, amazing Alan, Stu- Alan Suber. Coach. Coach Suber. Y'all hey, too. What's going on, big dog? I'm doing good, man. appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. This has been a long time coming, man. You uh, got a lot of knowledge, man. We've been we've been wishing to to, to share that you tell with us, you know, in in the privacy of our own conversations. But you know, what I mean, to be able to have a conversation with you um, about sports and 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 uh, football, man, and life, life, and everything and above, man, on this type of platform, man, it's it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to experience with, man. Absolutely, man. I appreciate the space. Y'all yeah, holding yeah. the space. For sure, for sure. Hey, uh, so hey, coach. Um, I, I know you I know you down there at Warden High School and um you coaching with a with a dear friend and, and a teammate of mine at, at some point. Um how's that going for you? And you know, uh what's Warden looking like and uh how's that how's that offense rolling down there? Um, it's been it's been quite the experience, man. Um being in big time football in, in Hillsborough County, uh, I think I think we play one of the tougher schedules in the state. You know, when you when you get outside of Dade County and and uh, Fort Lauderdale, um, but it's been fun, man. I have a young young quarterback by the name of Jackson Jensen. That's that's pretty good. Um, he can spin it. He's a great leader, um, and and really just has you know the DNA of a college quarterback. It's been really fun coaching him. And uh, we're we're in the thick of a playoff run, man. Uh, looks like if we win our last three, uh, we'll have a shot to be ranked in the top eight in our region, and uh, you know get a chance to to roll the dice in the playoffs. So, looking forward to it. Oh, man, that that's that's awesome, man. And um, I know I know you say you got a guy that can spend it. What what uh, if you don't mind me asking, what, what kind of player is he? Like, what do you what do you mean when you say what type of player? <laughs> Is is he mobile? Is he is he a pocket passer? How how do you utilize his talents? What are, what are some things that um, um, you instill in him to 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 have a such a high caliber year that he's having so far? Well, for me, you know, it's it's about you know the building blocks of you know the building blocks of a quarterback. Um, you know. No matter if he's a he's an athlete who can run or if he's he's a drop back guy, you know it's five things for me that you you got to have. You got to be a winner a winner, and that consists of you know just the leadership qualities. You got to have great decision making. Um, you have to be a master of the fundamentals of of the position of quarterback. You got to have great work habits, and you got to be the ultimate competitor. Um, and uh, 
he kind of he exudes all those things, man, on a on a daily basis. So that's where he's finding a lot of his success, you know, throughout the weekend on Friday nights. Oh, nice. Yeah, man, that sounds amazing, man. We we was we got a chance to uh, to visit, uh, come down there, man, and catch him live and in action. Um, and he played was it Newsom? Newsom. Newsom. Yeah, he got a live on. Yeah, yeah, he got a lot. He, he got, got a he live can spin it. He can spin it, man. I love the way he competed. You know, sideline. He looked like he was very coachable. Um, you know, what I'm saying we got an opportunity to see you live in, in action as an offensive coordinator down there, man, calling the plays. So. That that was that was a good experience to see that quarterback. You know, what I'm saying take some of that, take some of the things that you're saying right now, and actually put it on display. Um, you know, speaking of speaking of of being an illustrious high school quarterback, you know, what yeah. I mean, you had your own illustrious career uh, uh, back at, at, at you know, you spent some time at Jesuit, yeah. also went to or the Tampa, Tampa Catholic yeah. rival school. Uh, it was a, kind of a big deal back then. You know what I mean? Uh, you going from one school to the other, man, and, and playing in that in, in that big game and a big rivalry game, uh, and in that atmosphere, man. Tell us a little bit about high school back then, uh, in comparison to to now. Um, I would say that I say that uh, my was this my my sophomore year when I was at Jesuit High School. Um, I was behind a quarterback who set a bunch of records at Georgia Tech, Garrett. George Godsey. Um, so I, I had a chance to learn, learn from him and, and watch him play my sophomore year before transferring to Tampa Catholic. Um, and I was following up probably uh, one of the, one of the top 10 most prolific high school signal callers ever in uh, Kenny Kelly. Um, so, you know, as you guys know, Hillsborough County is rich in, in, in prep football, man. So I was blessed to kind of be able to watch film on both of those guys uh, to add to my DNA as a high school quarterback. And, um, you know, I finished out uh, my senior year uh, going to the game for the state championship uh, where we lost to Pope John Paul uh, by, I think, two points uh, mm. in a game in a game where I threw for 400 yards and, and six touchdowns and rushed for another. Um, but my, my high school career was awesome, man. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, Tampa Cat and dear to my heart and I'm always rooting for them. Uh, but it was a, it was a great experience, man. Uh, I finished, uh, finished up being the Tampa Tribune player of the year uh, and being, you know, first team all County as a quarterback for the Tampa Bay Tribune and uh, as a cornerback for the St. Pete, St. Pete times. Uh, Cause I, I led the area with seven interceptions that year as well. So mm -hmm. It was a, it was a, it was a great time, man. I, 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 I remember a lot of it. Yeah, man, it, it was, it was pretty dope, man. I remember watching a lot of that from, uh, from the end zone and throwing the <laughs> ball around, and um, uh, it was, it was just a cool experience, man. That was just one thing that um, I looked forward to uh, on Fridays and getting out of school and going over to your mom's house and. Um, picking it over there until it's time to go, and uh, she would take us to go get wings, and um, so th those were just some cool moments, man, that I, I was able to to, uh, to experience. But as 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 we're moving along with with high school, um, what what was what was recruiting like for you? I I, I know that um, as as you said that you you led the you led uh, the state in picks with seven and. 
things like that. So were you were you recruited as an athlete, as a quarterback, uh receiver? Like what was your recruitment like? Um and just so us as in the world would, would be able to understand like how's recruiting and what are some decisions that you made that caused you to go where you went and those type of things like that. And with me being a, a high school coach, um, I want to be able to instill some of those things in my kids as well when it comes to making choices. Um, so can you enlighten us on, on your recruitment? Um, and then something of advice that you can give to other um, athletes like yourself that's trying to figure out what they want to do and where they want to go. Right, especially with different positions. Right, you know. Okay. Well, I'll say this, is that um, part of the deal for me was sorting through and sifting through who was really recruiting me to play quarterback and who wasn't. <laughs> um, uh, you know, because I, I – uh, I had Bethune-Cookman College at the time that was recruiting me um, to play quarterback. Um, and I knew they had a, a genuine interest because their quarterback was very similar to me in skill set. Um, I could I could throw it a little bit better, but as far as the ability to run, extend plays, and things of that nature. Um, I went on and I took a visit there, had a phenomenal time, um, actually made some good friends on that visit um, that – that I, I remained friends with throughout college um, and, and still friends with to this day. Um, and then I took a visit to Lehigh University who was recruiting me as a quarterback, but I spent the whole, <laughs> I spent the whole official visit with the DB coach. Mm. So, um, you know, there was a little bit of sorting through, a little bit of fog and dealing with that scenario. Um, then I had a little bit of old Miss toying with me for a little while. Uh, playing with playing some corner and and Louisville wanted me to play some receiver um so for me um to get to the little tidbit um you know I kind of I've never shared this with anybody because I use it as um you know recruiting as a as a coach uh, but why not let Josh for five have it first um mm. when when I came up you know the big thing for us back then was playing NCAA you know, 2000 or whatever, or 99 back then. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things that, that I kind of fell in love with was the whole process of building a team and and going through the process of recruiting a player um, yeah. as you as you built your team. Right. And and dynasty I use – say that again? Dynasty mode. Yep, dynasty mode. Yep. yep. So in the process of the dynasty mode, I kind of built – I would go through the whole process – you know, of the dynasty mode in, in my mind for myself. And I would write down all the different things that were important to different players and see how that fit with me and how that was important to me and where I went. Um, just, just to, just to kind of get my mind in the, in a place where I'd be able to make a sound decision based off the right things. Um, because I think so often now for these young kids, um, you know, I think the NCAA just put a rule in where you can't take pictures at a university unless it's on an official visit. Mm -hmm. Like, because they're they're trying to protect these kids because they obviously they see it as the kids not being sound enough mind to, you know, be able to make decisions based off the right things. You know, kids are are interested. Well, I had a great photo shoot at X university, 
they're moving up on my list of of schools when those aren't the essential things that you should be thinking of when making a decision that's going to really, really weigh on the, the outcome over the next four, four to eight years of your life. Um, so those are just some of the things that, that I use. You know, you should you should always consider, um, you know, especially in this era of of college football, you know, consider the things outside of the people. You know, okay, and and that that's something that has changed over the years because I've always preached in the process of recruiting that you've got to you've got to fall in love with the people because the people make the place. The buildings are always going to be there, but now in this era of the way coaches are moving, the way opportunities are presenting themselves, you've kind of got to fall in love with the with the brick and mortar a little bit in the city that you're in. Um, you know, and the opportunity to play in front of that fan base because, you know, a coach gets another opportunity that offers him more money or playing in a bigger or coaching in a bigger conference. You can't fault that guy for leaving. Just like a kid now, if he is an overachiever, can leave and go from FCS to FBS or FBS to BCS. Um, so you just have to be very strategic in the things that that you uh, find yourself falling in love with about a university uh, because they can change very, very, very quickly. Mm. Man, that was deep. Well, that was some good stuff there, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to speak to my guys about that. Well, hopefully they hear it first from Josh Foster. That was an exclusive uh, from Alan Super, man. Yes, sir. Re- uh, recruiting process. Yes, sir. Um, speak, speaking a little bit about, about the cornerback, man, so staying on that cornerback, a quarterback you know what 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 obviously quarterback was the position you ultimately wanted to play um what was some of the things man that that made you decide like on you know what man this is the position i'm gonna stick with this division i want to play and um i'm 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 not gonna let 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 a coach dissuade me based on playing time or anything else on that nature of, of what i'm gonna do when i get recruited well, for for me, it was simple. Um, at the position of quarterback, I have the ability to touch the ball every down. Therein, control my own destiny. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that that part of it was very simple for me. Um, I was a I was an eye quarterback. Um, we threw the ball quite a bit. I had a receiver, uh, Jarris McIntyre, now the head coach at at my alma mater, Tampa Catholic. Um, he had uh, 1,400 yards receiving that year. So we threw it around quite a bit. Mm. Um, and I enjoyed that. And and then I was presented with the opportunity to play quarterback at Bethune-Cookman, who was in the – they were running triple option when I first got there. Yeah. Um, Which bone? Uh, flex bone. Flex. And, and as, as my – yeah. Flex bone, to, flex bone to the world, but as my head coach called it, the Wyatt bone. Uh, <laughs> Alvin, Alvin Wyatt. <laughs> Definitely named it after himself. Um, but um, so, you know, with that in mind, you know, and the the offense evolved as uh, I began to play and my ability to throw the ball uh, showed true. You know, we evolved a bit and we're in doubles and we're right on the brink of all this spread offense that you see, but didn't, didn't quite break through. Um, so, you know, that, that was 
that was the kind of decision I was faced with. I, I just wanted to be in control of my own destiny. I had a I had a dream and I had a goal uh, to make it to the National Football League. Um, and I felt like playing offense, playing quarterback, touching the ball every down, I could control that destiny better, better than playing corner, um, where a place that I honestly, truthfully wasn't really interested in tackling 200 pound running backs. Mm, mm, <laughs> and, mm. and the more, the more I looked around, that seemed like that was the equation that was going to be presented to me. Um, so, you know, it made it, it made it easy for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, great sir. insight. Great insight. On yeah. that one. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I want to ask this man and I, I know, um, he went on to sign that, uh, Bethune Cookman and, you know, you you be, you became Mr. Daytona and all these good things. T tell us just if you could briefly uh, run us through your time at Cookman and 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 playing behind Patel Troutman and and um, just evolving um, the Wyatt Bone into them um, utilizing your ultimate skill set, and that was actually. Uh, throwing the football. Um, can you can you briefly run us through that real quick? And yeah, man, I'll try to be as briefly as I can. We talk. You trying to? I'm a jam. I'm a jam. I'm a jam. Uh, yeah. five five years into about thirty seconds. Hey, hey Jim, Jim, the whole Stuber era, man. Yeah, 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 era. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill, billboards, buses, like. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, um. Let's see, I get on campus as a 17-year-old as a freshman, um, which was, which was mind-blowing for me. Um, I, definitely, I definitely wasn't ready for what I was about to embark on. I look back on it, and I see my players now, and I definitely, if I run across a kid that's like Alan Suber in high school, I'm telling him to reclassify without a doubt. I could have I reclassified twice based on my age. Um, but... Nevertheless, 17-year-old freshman in college, and um, I hit the I hit the, the 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 yard as we say in black college. I hit the yard running. Um, yes, found found myself in a in a quarterback competition with a you know a guy who was a red shirt junior, um, a local uh, a local Daytona hero, Daytona Beach Seabreeze, and uh, we were we were in a in a very, 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 very thick competition down into the maroon and gold game, which is the last scrimmage uh, before, uh, you know, you you jump into the first first week of school, which ends in the first game of the year. And uh, I I got got tackled, and the, the helmet came down on the bridge of my nose and broke my nose. Mm. So I started off my first week of – of as with two black eyes um was letting my my nose uh heal and ultimately was pretty much considered to be uh you know a red shirt until further notice and you know in case in 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 the event that something happened where uh the starter went down or i just came back and 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 really you know found a way to get myself into the rotation um, so as that went on, um, probably about week six, week five, kind of went back to the doctor, checked up, you know, the bone had healed and kind of uh, grown back in between my eyes. Uh, 
where I broke my nose. And so it was time for me to get back into to full contact, full action. So, of course, with any, any guy that's been out five weeks just doing running and different things like that, nothing physical, I had fresh legs and looked really good. So all the coaches would kind of tease me, hey, man, look, if we go some of these games, coach won't hesitate to put you in. You need to make sure you do what's necessary to, to keep your red shirt. So what I would do, he would take me on the trips on the away games because um, he said he wanted me to get the experience of traveling on the way games, going through the process so that when it was my turn, it wouldn't be a learning process. For me. I would be I'd be adjusted. I'd know how to react, respond and how to travel well. Um, so I would leave my helmet in Daytona Beach. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about that, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a true story, man. I would leave my helmet in Daytona Beach and, uh, you know, just kind of wear a little skull I'm on the sideline and uh, or, or, you know, and do my backup quarterback thing. Um, so that's that's kind of that's how my red shirt. Yeah, that's how my red shirt freshman year went. Um, I signed in the class of 99, which is still the, the greatest class to ever be signed in, in Bethune-Cookman history. Um, and and. The special thing about that class is the last, the final game of the year, we play against uh, the Garden Snakes up there from Tallahassee. <laughs> and uh, we play them, and they got a bunch of dudes, man. They got Kanan Lamb. They got Quinn Gray. They got another receiver. I'm, I apologize. I forget his name, but he broke Jerry Rice's records mm. uh, for, for catches and yards in the season in the career. Um, and these guys go up on us and they're up 35 points in this fourth quarter and they're still slinging it. They throwing it every down coach miles. Mm. They, they throwing it every single down. So we end up losing that game. I believe 56, 14 and our whole class of 99 that year walked off the field after that game. We didn't shake hands. We didn't nothing. And we went straight into the locker room and, pretty much yelled at each other for about three or four minutes about how this is the last time that that's ever going to happen. That, that coaches brought us here to change this for this, not to be this way. Um, and, and I truly believe and know really, I know that that sparked the change in that program from there on out. Um, the next year we come back, we sign another great class, which could be arguably, you know, the second best class. Um, coaches were doing a phenomenal job in recruiting at that time. And, uh, you know, we, we go throughout that process, man. I was, I was, I was smelling myself and feeling like I was ready to play. And, uh, just coming back a, a senior, he's the, he's the head coach's godson. He's the local, local hometown hero. Um, but of course, you know, I was, I was 18 years old and I was ready to play. I felt like it was my turn and, and I was the better guy. So I went through the woes that we all go through as college players and <clears throat> really, really got got down, didn't have the greatest positive attitude towards things. And I found myself not the first string quarterback, but the third string quarterback. Mm. Um, so I, I found myself kind of battling, battling through that whole process, um, you know, figuring out, figuring it out exactly, you know, how I wanted to go about attacking this thing so we go and we have a game where we played in the bahamas against morgan state um here i am the third string quarterback i get in throw my first 
NCAA collegiate touchdown in the Bahamas, um, which was a, a great time to me. Um, had had a great time. It was it was fun. Got a chance to to hit some 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 clear waters and throw a touchdown. Um, came back, still find myself in the same situation, and was really frustrated. Was thinking about transferring, thinking about leaving. You know, didn't didn't want to be there. Didn't didn't really know what to do. Um, and we get to we get to week, I want to say week seven, and uh, we're undefeated at that time in North Carolina A and T. We go to them; they have the Blue Death defense, mm. and we go out there and they uh, uh, in the first end of the first quarter they they break the quarterback's collarbone. He he breaks his collarbone, or or dislocates it. Um, they put the backup in for the second quarter. And then the coach comes over to me at halftime and says, you starting coming out of half. You got you getting your shot now. So I don't want to hear nothing. So I, I light up, get a little nervous, but I'm ready to go. Um, and then probably the, the third down of the first series, I take a quarterback draw 65. Um, and there begin, you know, my, my college career. The super uh, okay. The super that's the yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's where it started, man. Um, we ended up we ended up losing that that football game. Um, kind of got the sticks behind a little bit, um, you know. But definitely show you know show a lot of strides, um, you know, in my time. And we go into the next game. I remember like yesterday, you said one of the games you can actually still pull on YouTube is uh. 2001 Bethune Cookman uh, at Hampton for Hampton's homecoming. Yeah. So uh, I roll in the homecoming, man. My eyes are just wide open, man. I can't believe seeing beautiful time. Um, you know, everything you could think about, you know, that you, that you would want in a, a college atmosphere was there. The band's rocking and I go out and score three touchdowns in the first half. Um, we end up pulling out, pulling off the game. I think by six points, and I finish with finish with four four rushing touchdowns, one passing. Um, you know, in my first college start, you know, and and in that game, the the commentator says uh, a star is born, um, and uh, you know that that's really where my got my first start, and I think I off I started off what five and zero, oh, um, ended up the starting quarterback ended up coming for the classic. Um, he started the, he started that game. Um, and we ended up losing. We're up half, but we ended up losing by, I want to say six or five points. Uh, so we definitely closed the gap from last year's game of, you know, a 30, 40 point loss to six points. Um, that's how kind of how that thing went. Um, and we rolled into the next off season um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, Hey man, it's time for, it's my time. I done paid my dues. I'm going to be the starter. And it took a lot of, you know, internal, internal, just, uh, belief and knowing in myself, uh, because we turn around and we signed a quarterback from Oklahoma state, a transfer from Cal state Fullerton at quarterback. Um, so, you know, the pressure is on, you know, mm -hmm. I got to produce, man. I think I, I think I gained probably nine pounds that off season dropped my 40 probably is the like points um and really got after it and spent a lot of times with this incoming freshman 
um, um, that that we brought in um, that we felt like was going to be a playmaker for us. So we jump into that 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 redshirt sophomore year. We've got a ton of playmakers, man. I mean, this is probably the most talented team ever. Talented at Bethune Cookman. I mean, we've got speed all over the field. Uh, we got physical, older guys. We got, you know, experience. I mean, it's it's everything you could ask for. And long story short, this team ends up seven and four with three losses by eight points. And then we classic. So we're looking for answers, you know, trying to trying to get it figured out. Um, that year, I that year I finished uh, all American. My sophomore year, I think I threw for nineteen hundred and ran for another eight hundred. Um, it was a successful year as far as offense was concerned. We just couldn't put it together as a team and finish. You know, we couldn't finish the tough games, the close games. Um, we found a way to beat ourselves. So at the end of that year, the head coach comes, calls the captains for next year in. And he tells us, hey, I got to make some changes and they're going to be some tough changes. I, I need you guys to back me on it. And we kind of look at him like, OK, what, what exactly are you talking about? Well, we had we had 17 starters returning from that previous team. And he said he was going to kick off 12 of them. <laughs> mm. So you can imagine we're sitting there like, man, what, where, what, where, where are you going with this? Why? Right. Um. It was a multiplicity of reasons, you know, some I, I won't get into, some some personal life uh, decisions some people were making that weren't in the best interest of the team. Um, guys who just weren't sold in were more about themselves than the team. And he did it. He, he, he cut those 12 guys, all 12 starters, plus some others, but 12 that were starters. Um, we come back and bring that team back, man, and we run off – we run off – uh, eight straight games, we get to eight no, and at at eight games, I'm right at I'm right at about 950 yards rushing in eight games, something like that. And uh, you know, I'm all, I'm a, I'm I, as a player, I was always into the coaches because I knew I wanted to coach when I was done, so I wanted to be around them as much. I wanted to see how they prepared and within a day. Um, you know, to to get us ready for practice and and recruiting and all those different processes. Um, so I would go around and I saw a ball. Coach had a ball ready for me in his office for a thousand yards. If I was going to reach that a thousand yards in the next game, whenever I reached it. So we go and we go up to North Carolina A and T, uh, and we played North Carolina A and T. And at this point, man, I mean, we've we've got the entire student body city of daytona all of the alum they're going to out-of-state games we got the buses are driving up we're paying for our band to come to our away games i mean we really got the whole thing rocking you know sitting at eight no um at this time ranked probably uh, i think 15 in the country all right first time being ranked that high in school history um and uh you know, we get to that, we get to that eight no, and I get into the second quarter and I get I sprain my foot and I come out for that game. And uh we had a uh 
uh, soon-to-be second-round draft pick, Rasheem Mathis, that flipped over from DB to play receiver and caught a bomb with a minute and 30 left to win that game. Um, so we improved to 9-0. and uh, And then had to go down, had to go down the stretch. Now, that was – that was actually the first year um, in 2003 that they started uh, the 12 game seasons that you could have a 12 game season. Uh, that's when it started. And uh, we went down the road. I missed a couple games. We went to Hampton and lost, you know, played three quarterbacks in that game. Um, then I came back uh, for the classic and went for about a quarter and a half and ended up my foot ended up swelling up again, and so I came out. Uh, but we go on to win that game, forty nine fourteen, something something of that nature, forty five or forty nine fourteen. Um, and that point, we flipped the culture. Everything that that class of ninety nine set out to do, we saw it happen right in front of our eyes. Even though I didn't get a chance to play the whole game and finish the game, you know, it was a beautiful thing to see that whole thing flip. To be happy for our fans, to cheer for a win in that Florida classic game that they hadn't in quite some time um, for the recruiting trail, the trip to, to flip people to want to come to Bethune Cookman instead of Florida A&M. Um, it was just a beautiful thing, man. Um, and that year one, one about, you know, just about every single offensive MVP, you know, every, every award that you could possibly think of for the conference pigskin classic i mean everything it was it was it was it was good as far as that was concerned as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then most importantly we made our first uh our first appearance ever uh in the ncaa playoffs yeah um, i remember them times yep we we went to we at this time man we ranked we ranked in the top the top 10 uh i think we were number 10 or nine and they send us, or no, I'm sorry, we were we were number we were number five, and they send us to play Georgia Southern, who's number number one in the country. They had Adrian <laughs> McPherson or, or Peterson at the time, didn't they? Nah, he he graduated the year before, but they had dudes that were very similar to him, though. Yeah, they they had a good football team, and they they end up beating us. I want to say twenty eight seven. Um. And that's how that that's how that year ended, um, and uh, great year um, set the table for us to come back senior year. Um, we started off at, at one point we were we were ranked we were ranked number four, which is the highest that that uh, Bethune Cookman's ever been ranked nice. in in the rankings. Um, and uh, we finished that year nine and three, and make another appearance in the playoffs. Um, and then we, we get slated after being rated ranked that high, we get slated to play FAU and they're, they're in the year of their transition to division one football. They beat Hawaii. I remember that. Yeah. They beat Hawaii and some other division one team that year. Um, and we ended up losing to them off a last minute, 47 yard field goal that they hit game. That's old, old Howard Schnellenberger. So Howard, yeah, I remember um, when he took that job. Yep, absolutely. You know, so you know, but we we're we're undefeated against FIU. You know, we played FIU twice. 
Um, I played FIU twice at Bethune Cookman while they were Division One uh, in the Sun Belt, and we beat them twice. So there was there was a lot of accomplishment. Three time offense Miac Offensive Player of the Year, uh, three three time uh, first team quarterback. Uh, you know, just just a lot of personal accolades, a lot of team accolades. Man, made a lot of great friends, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it it. Uh, it rolled me into getting me an opportunity as a as a free agent with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So sorry so long, man, but I tried to cram nah, it. Nah, it's all good, man. That that that's 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 the time we had the uh well me and little Alex, man, we had uh um the infinity truck. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> man. I remember them times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Alan gone for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mama Sue used to look out for us, man. So that was those was good times. Great time great times for, for me and him as as high school students, man. It was it was <laughs> an unbelievable time that no one will ever understand. Right now, Ebor. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, man. Ebor City in them days. But um, you know, just moving along, Sue, man. I I and and you you you've done unbelievable things as an athlete, and it's it was a pleasure to watch and it was a pleasure to see. Like it was it was unbelievable. Then you know, just coming from my experience, looking up to you and things like that, man. It was it was it was extremely dope. Um, and then moving on to, uh, I think you you you've had a pretty successful um, coaching career um, as well. I, I I know you got a couple guys. Um, that you produced that made it to the NFL, um, and particularly Tajay Sharp. Um, I know you. I know you want to know as as a head coach. You Absolutely. Know, so, yeah. So, like, if you can, if you can speak a little bit about that and your time as as coaching and and interning for the Jaguars, and um, how did you learn to become? A professional, and what I mean by professional, I mean as in in the coaching world. Now I know you became a professional as as a player, but what was that transition like going from player to coach, and then shifting your goals to more coaching goals um, in reference to to being a player? Yeah, well, that transition from a player to a coach um, was was made smooth by uh, Coach Wyatt. He gave me an opportunity after I came back my rookie my rookie year um, to jump in spring ball and to coach the quarterbacks during spring ball. And that really opened my eyes to the organization, the detail, um, and, uh, you know, really the details of being a coach and what it took at the level. Um, being that I was doing it with the triple option, it made it, it made a, a, a you know a smoother transition because I just finished doing it as a player, um, but it was great in that sense. And like I told you earlier, man, I, I really every opportunity I had, like every recruiting season, I was in there watching film, you know, with with the recruiting coordinator, uh, Coach Mass. God bless him. Um, I was watching watching that film with him, um, you know, critiquing and 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 going through rating guys you know, at, at every offensive position and defensive position um, uh, based on, you know, the needs of the team. 
so I was dialed in and, and, and tapped into what was going on with the program as far as that was concerned. Um, uh, after I finished playing, um, you know, the the gentleman, um, Shaq Harris, who was the the player personnel director for the Jacksonville Jaguars, the same guy who, you know, granted me the opportunity to sign there as a as a as a rookie of uh, my training camp. Um, he brought me in for an in-house interview for a a uh, a position that they had in-house um, there with the Jaguars in um, in player personnel. So it was a three-day interview. I mean, we did everything from um, do uh, you know lengthy evals on players that were in their draft, their draft class um, that were being you know on their draft boards. Uh, we had to present them for you know twenty-five minutes. Well, you know, with in-depth uh, thought process on on why you know we felt the way we felt about those guys, how they could help. Uh, their organization or why we didn't think they were a good fit um, had an opportunity to uh, to sit in just the the war room and listen to those guys um, organize and 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 delegate responsibilities you know in the process of you know building a draft board so all those um, really one of the most important things was listening to Shaq Harris or He's responsible for for building, um, you know, have having a hand in building those those Ravens teams that were really great. Um, but just listening to him talk about, you know, the the most important positions um, to acquire as you're building your roster, um, that was mind blowing, and I've never forgotten those conversations. Um, and I've used that, you know, to this day, uh, you know, in the process of of building a team. Um, so that was part of it. And that was a, that was a very pivotal, uh, part for me as a coach was learn team properly, um, learning how to evaluate talent and, you know, you know, with the college realm of it, you know, at that time you couldn't get rid of guys, you know, as easy. Um, but now the way they have it, I mean, you can, you can clear 50 guys, in one semester, if you want to, <laughs> yeah, prime, prime did it. Right, so um, it's definitely something that you know that you can do. A lot of guys are doing it. It's nothing that's you know unique to any one one person. It's 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 just something that you're able to do. Um, that that was part of it, um, and then kind of retooling those goals, like going to the going to the coaches convention, um, was definitely something that that helped me. Um, get a little better grasp on the world of coaching. Um, having older guys that you're, that are in the building that you're in um, that have had experiences and just shutting up and listening to those guys um, and, and, and listening to their experiences and the things they've went through really, really help, help mold and, and, uh, and steer a lot of the ways that I pursued the coaching profession Um you know, and, and learning and understanding loyalty, you know, you gotta, you gotta be loyal to yourself uh, and to, and to your family um, in this, in this business um, and, and treat the profession with, with respect. And uh, I think everything else handles itself from there. 
that's that's that that that's dope. That's dope. So now, as as we continue to talk about your your uh, your coaching career, um, you eventually got promoted to being an OC, and um, like, how was that first year for you? And um, I know I spent a lot of nights with you putting putting together your playbook and. And things like that. I, I even remember seeing some of the things that I seen, and you know, you was extremely um, uh, protective of it. But I still seen it anyway <laughs> because I knew I, I I knew what you had brewing. I, I knew what you were capable of doing. So, like, can you can you speak to us a little bit about your philosophy and um, uh, what makes your offense so unique and explosive as as it is? Well, I'll say this. Um, you know, offensively, you know, what I what I do is a is a, is an accumulation of, you know, really it took me ten years to reach a coordinator position. So it's ten it's ten years worth of worth of football mm-hmm. you know i've i've learned and grown you know um every every coordinator or or brilliant mind that i've had a chance to come across both offensively and defensively um i've learned and taken something that they've given me with me for my journey um so you know for me it was all about playing with tempo, um, having a downhill run game and a vertical pass game, um, to be, to be very brief. Um, and we named it, we named it the ambush offense. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, what, what, what we ended up having was our first go out as an ambush offense. Uh, we played Miami, the number 15 team in the country at the time, um, and gave them, 357 yards of offense um, and 14 points. Not a lot of points. Uh, we found ourselves down the side to red uh, and low red five times in that football game. Um, but but sometimes those uh, those BCS players show show to be a little different than um, FCS players. Um, but but we played hard. You know we were able to score two touchdowns, 350 yards of offense. Um, and do some really good things, you know, do some really good things. Um, and I had a lot of good players that year. Um, uh, that year again, we went and played, uh, we played. Did y'all play Nebraska that year? No, no, that was, that was 19. Okay. Um, uh, or 18. And so 18, we go and we play, play FAU when they had, when Lane Kiffin had his 14 and or 12 and 12 and two year, mm-hmm. the year, the year before he went to Ole Miss. Um, and we, we, we scored what 28 and had 400 yards of offense on mm-hmm. those guys. Um, then we take, we take the, the Nebraska game that year in 2018 and we take it with, with six days notice. <laughs> I yeah, they paid us like eight hundred thousand or something or four hundred thousand. Don't let me lie. Um, and 
you know, we went out there and gave them 375 yards of offense uh, and one touchdown. Like I say, things get tight when you get in that red zone. Yeah. Um, and the athletes come out. Yeah, and really that D lineman. <laughs> mm -hmm. Those D those D linemen. Um, but uh, you know, and then uh, you know, we were still able to, you know, accumulate, you know, a good amount of yards against those guys. Um, you know, and play play with some success. So um, you know, mm -hmm. we play with a we play with a fast tempo. Um, so you know, it allows us to to dictate you know, the fronts and the coverages that we get, yeah. you know, and I feel, I feel really good calling plays when I know exactly what guys are going to be sitting in. You know, I had a, had a very uh, athletic quarterback that could, that could, you know, do great things for us with plus, plus run, plus one running uh, football, you know, getting the quarterback in, in zone read and different stuff like that. Um, and then we had some guys that could really run and take the top off. So, um, you know, it was fun. It was definitely fun, man. That, that's that's dope, man. That's dope. And I know you. I I know while 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 we're on the whole coaching thing, I know that um, you're you're an extreme uh um video junkie. You you know you you're always watching tape of, of something. And um, can you can you can you can you let let us in the audience know that um, what Celebro Sports is about and um, the things that you do and how they can find you, um, and kind of kind of understand the mind of Coach Suber. Um, you can run run down a little bit of details on that. Yeah, man, Cerebral Sports is is my baby, man. There's a there's there's a lot of different uh, different uh, you know grooves to Cerebral Sports. Um, one, one that people that follow me on, on, on Twitter and Instagram, they see that I just, I watch a lot of film, like you said, and I often post, post film with, with the thoughts of what's going on there. Cause I, I want to, I want to continue to make fans, mm -hmm. um, people of football, but to, to give them a more in-depth understanding of what's going on when they see things. Cause I mean, this the game, the game of football is beautiful, man. There's yeah. so much, so much thought. And there's so much, uh, so much detail that goes into it. Um, um, speaking of beauty and details, you know, I have a, another, another fold of cerebral sports where it's the beauty is in the details um, where I just recently, I, I talk more so about plays in the ambush offense. You know, I give them video clips and then I describe in detail what they're watching take place. Um, yeah, so I'm that they can. Yeah, man, I'm glad you like it, man. I appreciate it. Um, but uh, you know, we'll we'll continue those. But it gives guys um, and gals uh, just an in-depth look into exactly what's going on. And and honestly, man, there's a lot of things that I didn't just create in my mind. You know, I was able to watch, I was able to see, I was able to recreate. Um, and I'm hoping that there's coaches that are out there that are that are you know have have expansive minds and are looking to, you know, add plays to their playbooks. And, you know, that that's the ultimate compliment for me is guys being able to see, um, you know, those beauty in the details videos and, and being able to take that and add those plays to their repertoire 
you know, on Friday or Saturday nights. So Thursdays too, man, because you know it's, a, it's 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 two of those plays where uh, I plan on running them uh, during a JV game. I like to I like to experiment on JV as I'm calling plays and um, let's just go to, just to just to get a a, a feel of. You know what I'm saying? How they gonna line up? And like, like you said, like when you know what they're gonna do, and you can dictate how they line up, it's the trans the the transition of calling the play is so much easier. And um, like that's that's one of the dopest things, man. And I, I've I've had a couple of my kids tell me even today, like, hey, coach, man, when you become OC, man, like. That's gonna be so fun. Like whoever's gonna play for you is good. They they gonna have so much fun. Like you deserve it. And the the to have kids tell you that, man, that's like some of the dopest things. But for me, you know, I'm always trying to include a kid in something. I don't I don't care if it's one play or if it's one target or if it's one carry. You know, like for me, especially coaching high school, if you can provide that one goal for them like it, it it drives them to go even harder because they want more and um it's, it's just dope man to have you know uh coaches like yourself and uh the current oc coach costa who i'm working under now and he he's he's phenomenal too so it's like when i'm when i'm i'm, I'm literally listening to you and a lot of the things that you're saying it's like man, these are these are the things that I do, but a lot of it that I got, I, I, I got from you, you know, like the times when we used to be on the road and we're talking and, you know, even to this day now, like if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be coaching, you know, cause I remember that trip. I don't know if you remember that trip, man, but I remember that trip and I'll never forget it, you know? And, uh, and then you know you got me with 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 Aaron Shepard, Coach Shep, who's doing phenomenal things at McKeecham now. Like because of you, I'm I'm where I am now, man. So you know I I want to shoot, I want to give you flowers now. I want to tell you thank you and and um, continue to keep inspiring because that's what you did and and uh, you did that for me and. I'm sure now you're doing it for other coaches that you probably don't even know about. So continue to do what you're doing. All right. And then um just lastly, just let 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 the audience know how how they can reach out to you, Twitter, um whatever social media that, that you're on that you that that you promote. Okay. Let the audience know um how they can follow you and 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 continue to get things that that I'm getting from you, and okay. um, if they want, you know, whatever, okay. how can they reach out to you? Okay, you can find me on my personal page of indubitably underscore one. All right, and that's on Twitter, and you can also find me on Twitter on Cerebral Sports with a Z, and then on IG at Cerebral Sports with a Z. Yes, sir, man. Hey, man. Yeah, that, this is a great interview, man. I, I just want to tell you, Sue, man. You know, I was waiting to say it. You you was mentioning a lot about watching film and the dynasty mode and all the above, man. But I remember. I don't know if you remember back in and I came down to Tampa to visit 
and I'm sitting in the in the living room when they, you, you guys had a big 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 dog and and uh, Alex and, and Miles. One to seven. And, and I guess. Do you all remember that name? Okay, okay. And uh, and, and you came. You was visiting, man. And you was watching film, and you Did made had an echo? you made us all sit in the living room and watch film yeah. the entire yeah. night. And everybody started to doze off and go sleep, man. I sat there and watched you watch film for hours, man. And seeing it, how it all translate here to you eventually becoming the, the mastermind coach that you are, introducing us, I don't know about Miles, but introducing us to like the RPO offense and things of that nature, We're explaining how how it, how, it's, how it moves and how you can manipulate players on defense and things of that nature. So you uh, evolving to creating uh, such a beautiful thing, such as Cerebral Sports. Man, this has just been, it's been great to watch you uh, grow and transition from different phases in all phases of football. And like you said, it's such a beautiful sport, and man, and see you kind of master each phase. It, it's just, it's just beautiful watch, man. And it's, it's uh, definitely something to, to motivate uh, uh, us as, as younger coaches mm -hmm. trying to get to, to, to your level, man. So I really appreciate that you taking your time out to give us the opportunity to pick your brain. Uh, I'm sure this won't be our last interview with you, man. I want to try to make you a regular at some point. Um, so we can keep, keep picking your brain. Cause there's so much more to unpack. Um, with your career, um, and I just really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview with us today. No, man, I appreciate y'all having me, man. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I, 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 I can't, I can't thank you enough, and I probably won't, you know. But um, <laughs> just, <laughs> hey, man, just know, man, I'm all, you know, I'm always reach out to you, and and um, I want to let you know, man, we ended up beating Oakland that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, shout out to the ridge. Shout out to the ridge, man. We beat no that. But I say all that to say, man, like I remember those times, man, where I sat there and watched you grind and I, I couldn't even like talk to you because you grinding. You know, and like when I seen you and we I wanna seen uh uh you in action and um just a couple weeks ago and how how efficient Warden's offense was, it, it just it, it inspired me so much to say, you know what, man, when I leave here, when I leave this game, I'm going to go watch some more film. And uh, I appreciate you sitting down with me and all those things. Like, these are things that I'll never forget. And, um, you know, we won that game, and that, that, was, that was a big game for me. So um, I appreciate you. And uh, you continue to do what you're doing down there at, at, at Warden, man. Shout out to shout out to those guys, you guys. Warden, and, and uh, keep champion. keep 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 it going. Don't don't That's stop. Good. Keep it going, and we may phone you in one one day, man. Just to just to see how you're doing, and um, but we appreciate you, and you know I know it's getting late, and these things, and you got other things to do, so. I don't want to take too much of your time, but I do want to appreciate you and um, good luck on the rest of your season. I appreciate it, fellas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely this has been a special episode of Driving Five yeah. Podcast, man. We Coach Allen Suber, yes, guys. Sir. Coach Allen Suber. Y'all go follow him. Saliva Sports with a Z on Twitter. He's posting everything on Twitter. Go find him on Twitter. Hit him up in his DMs. Flood his DMs. Get what you can get. And maybe you can teach him something as well. All right. Shout out to the shout out to Sleeper Sports. Shout out to Wharton. Shout out to Peachy Ridge. 
Shout out to Coach Chris. Shout out to Coach Miles, man. We out.